LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Madeline Galea. And I'm Scott Sanders. G'day. Well, <laughs> Hello. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every single Monday. Scott. Well, it's Christmas, and you know what that means, Maddie. Oh, what? Mariah Christmas. Carey in our stores. Oh. And apparently oh. she's got a new Christmas album. So, oh, yeah? it, like, is, is that, like, for me, that is one of the indelible things of Christmas. Like, I know massive incarnation, um, there's loads of things around Christmas, but... Working in Franklin's, you know, for years, you know, as a 15, 16, 17, 18 year old before I, you know, before I got a job, just Christmas time and just that regular playing of Mariah Carey. Yeah, yeah, nice. No, I'm also a big fan. And my first job was working nuts galore. And, you know, a lot of people might <laughs> buy nuts and lollies and baklava. Uh, Mount Druitt Westfield. It's actually not even a Westfield. It's too small. But um, anyway, yes, I working in a shopping centre is pretty good around Christmas. It's it is pretty crazy. good. But there are other, it's just the song has already started. Yeah. And I can just see it. That's no, good. Have you put up a Christmas tree? No, no, you don't do that till December 1st, apparently. Isn't that one of those sort of, you know, traditions that people have? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, weren't no. kind of traditional, but my wife, my, that's one of my wife's traditions. So we, you know, our tradition on Christmas was to open up the Bible before we open up the presents on Christmas oh. morning. It's like, it's kind of like we're all itching. I'm in my Star Wars pajamas. I'm waiting for, you know, we're all shaking the presents. And Dad's like, no, nope, we need to read the Christmas story. Yeah, so I'm sure there's a bit of speed reading going on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for now, you've pressed play on another episode of The One Thing, Now Where How. And our guest today is Scott Sanders. Very exciting. Thanks for joining us, Scott. Great it's good to be here, Maddie. It's very good to be so here. Good. All right. So as we move towards the end of 2021, uh, it's a great time to be planting, planning for next year, for 2022. So to help with that, we've already done one episode, Church Calendars, uh, which I recommend taking a look at. But this episode will hopefully set you up for next year by giving you a clear, simple framework to look at the future direction of your church. To get things started, uh, we're going to play a clip from you, Scott. So here we go. Now, the mistake that I think a lot of pastors make is that they move quickly into the how. You might have gone to a conference and you've heard the silver bullet or you might have caught up with one of your pastor mates and they've given you the tool that is going to see your church grow and change. And so you quickly move from now into how. Now, in some ways, that's your role as a leader, to make decisions and to, to lead people and to get things done. But by moving quickly to the how, you haven't actually identified where you want to go. So it's really important to actually think first into where it is that you want to go. Where is God leading us? What is your vision for the church? What is the vision of your leadership team for this church? By starting in the where, it'll give you the opportunity to keep focusing on what you do in the now and keep focusing on how you do that. So don't go to the how quickly. Go to the where and then come back to the how. Use where God is leading you, where you want to be, to actually drive the how. And the role of you as a leader in the how 
is to work out the strategies, work out the tasks, work out the projects, work out the plan that needs to be done in order to get where you want to be going. There's a simple tool, now, where and how. All right, Scott. So you said that churches often jump from the now, the current reality, straight to the how, the method of improvement. Can you elaborate more on that? Well, can I just say that? Just It's a little bit weird hearing him playing a clip and, and then responding. Yes, let me respond to myself. Oh, that was excellent. I've said some really helpful things there. <laughs> but I, yeah, just to re-emphasize, one of the, I think, the mistakes we often make when we're planning is we just jump, we just jump straight to okay, what are what are we gonna what are we gonna do? You know, what are we gonna do? Let's just get straight into it. And often that comes off the back of coming to a conference, you know, talking with a peer in ministry and saying, oh yeah, that's a great idea. I'm gonna do that. We first though need, um, you know, need to actually assess current reality. So get a sense of what is actually going going on. And that often means looking back in the past, but it also means just going, okay, where are we at today? Um, mm. then the next, you know, the next step is actually go, well, actually, where do we want to be? So what do we actually, what's our desired outcome? What are we looking forward to in the future as a result of, um, you know, what we're planning? And so actually setting actually the goal and working out, is that in 12 months? Is that in three months? Um, is that in two years time? Actually thinking through what are we seeking to achieve then helps us as we then think into, well, how are we going to go about this and, you know, asking the activities that we're going to do and who's going to do this and when are they going to do do our, our plans. Mm-hmm. Only then can we actually keep assessing and going, oh, well, actually, is that going to help us get you know closer to that outcome that we're looking for? Is that going to help us achieve the where of, of what we want to do? Well, it, it, And you can you can then go, oh, no, it's not. Um, and so therefore we won't do it. Because my yeah, sense yeah. is for most churches, they're already doing lots of stuff. They're already doing lots of activity. They're already very complex. And so you don't want to just add things for the sake of it. And so actually working out where you want to go helps you get clarity on on the how. Mm, yeah. And because we're talking about this in the context of a church and not me as an individual where I want to be in the future, it's I'm guessing it's best that we do this together as a team, thinking through the now, where, how. And so what happens if, say I'm leading a team and we don't agree on the now, the current reality? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I I think that's okay. So first thing I want to say is that's okay. In fact, you want to have that healthy t- tension and that uh, healthy disagreement. I think as a leader, um, you know, your job is to sort of mine for that conflict, um, you know, understand it, help people actually flesh it, you know, flesh it out and talk, you know, talk it through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's no, we just not. If we end up being, oh no, we're just going to have to agree to disagree, and and we just don't agree, then that's not helpful. But I think mining the conflict to sort of work towards a, um, you know, a, a clear picture of, of where you're at now. So, you know, how, how do you how do you do that? You know, some key things to sort of understanding where you are now. You you want to press in and understand the context, mm. uh, and I think that's often you know that often can you know create conflict or there can be dis- differences of opinion there because I think people are coming at it from you know different perceptions or uh, they are you know, they have stronger, you know, stronger biases towards, you know, towards things. And so they, they're feeling, you know, perhaps at this stage, we're not actually connecting with youth because I've got young adults in my family and that's really important for me, you know, so yeah. I guess understanding people's, um, you know, people's responses and, and empathizing uh, with them as well. Uh, yeah. I think you and- want to, you want to keep pushing into sort of strengths and weaknesses. And, uh, and I think often where that case conflict is, you know, people can be insecure, you know, you push into yeah. and, 
with someone actually say, hey, I don't think we're actually going well in this. Okay, let's look at, we're looking at this objectively. This is not a critique of Maddie. I know Maddie's leading this and, you know, I'm not saying she sucks. Uh, I'm just saying this is where it's at at the moment. But, you know, we've got to realize that, you know, for for some people that that's hard. And so, again, I think for the leader, preparing your team for this, uh, modeling, you know, receiving feedback and being generous with that feedback is really important. Preparing people, we are going to push into this and we do want to ask the hard questions. Um, And again, modeling, being able to, you know, do that yourself. Uh, yeah. is, is really important. No, that's good. Even to enter into that conversation, you know, with empathy and a bit of sensitivity, because if I am responsible for an area that's not going well, um, my identity is probably caught up in that a bit and I might be insecure. Um, totally. But still I, having the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I think as well in this stage, you know, thinking about your pathway. So again, locating whatever it is the ministry is in the context of the sort of bigger picture of uh, you know, the pathway that people, you know, move into church. So I think it's always a good time to keep locating, mm-hmm. okay, we're doing this because, you know, this is an aspect of this part of our, you know, our overall ministry um, area. And then the last one as well is uh, I think pushing into the now and, and really having some good conflict there really helps you with resource allocation because, again, you know, you, you want to keep he- hearing that feeling. You, you can then actually identify, I think, you know, is this going to be a priority that we actually think is is more important than other things. So actually, we actually want to pull resources away from other areas and ministries in church life so that we can actually, you know, focus on this. Yeah. So it it is, um, it's totally best done in a team. You're going to get a whole bunch of different ways of thinking about it. It is going to be an area where you are going to have conflict. But again, I want to, want to say to leaders, you want to lean into that, you want to mine it. Um, and then I think, again, that, you know, creates a lot of fruitful conversations that help you actually better understand where you're at now. Okay, so Scott, can you give us an example for how to use now, where, how as a tool for kids' ministry? So really briefly, really high level, uh, start with the now. So what do you currently got in, in terms of your kids' ministry in church life? You've got uh, two programs, you've got 30 kids, you're currently running your ministry uh, through through rosters uh, and having parents and other leaders on, on, you know, on the children's ministry roster. Where do you want to go? Well, you know that uh, each year you see a whole bunch of families joining and so uh, and and you know that specifically you've just been running a primary program and maybe a crash program but you actually have now got enough size to actually split between upper and uh, upper and, and lower uh, primary so you're going to move to three programs so you were at two now you're going to move to three you're going to see probably another 15 kids come come into the ministry so that means there's going to now be 45 kids and Rosses have been working really well. Um, but actually you want to make the shift now to just improve your kids program just that little bit more by having teams and having a bit more regularity with your, uh, your leaders. So that's, that's your where. So really clear, moving from two to three programs, 30 kids to 45 kids, rosters to teams. Now, how do we do that? Well, we need to find a third program team leader. We need to a- attract uh, an extra 15 kids, maybe through a holiday program. Uh, we might uh, need to um, put in place uh, team leaders uh, to actually work you know in driving those teams and then we might need to uh, move to a full-time serving system uh, as well Uh, so actually having leaders on for the whole whole year what does that look like so there's a change process in implementing that so there's your now where how nice what's the one thing you want to say about now where how keep working hard to clarify uh, where you want to go as a church or where you want to go in your ministry area as part of your regular planning processes. Nice, nice. And uh, what's in the toolbox? 
what do you recommend? In the toolbox. Uh, we've got a great little um, PDF that Mike Sams and our team put together just sort of thinking through the now where how tool. Uh, so I reckon that's a, a great one that I just sort of pull out every time I do uh, now, you know, now we're how sort of planning just to remind myself of some key questions. So we'll make that available. Just a couple of books. These are, you know, these are just books you could read. Four Disciplines of Ex- Execution, uh, a really helpful book to think through sort of implementation. Uh, the First 90 Days, it's a book primarily for what do you do when you sort of jump into a, a new job. Uh, but I actually think, it, you know, having a sort of a 90-day planning cycle as a, as a regular sort of quarterly process is, is quite helpful. So some really useful, uh, you know, things to be doing there, particularly if you're jumping into a new team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other uh, really helpful planning uh, book is Measure What Matters. Uh, also, we just talked about the Reach Australia consultation. I always reckon it's helpful to have someone, you know, third party come in and actually lead uh, a strategic planning process. Uh, often that means you as a leader can actually engage in the process yourself. Uh, you're not sort of trying to manage and, and work through these relationships. Uh, you can actually engage in it in it yourself. So, so encouraging someone to uh, come in from the outside and at Reach Australia, we're always more than happy to help churches get their mission planning uh, happening. Always happy. Well, thanks, Scott, for joining us today. Great to have you. Always, um, it's always fun. So if this if this resource is helpful, we've got loads of resources and content in this area yeah. on our website. You know, share this um, with your ministry team. Uh, I think it's really useful to have a shared language. So share it with your ministry team. You know, talk about it, uh, and just put the NWH up on a you know up on a board regularly. You know, or on your bit of sort of planning paper just to keep reminding. Okay, let's assess where we're at now. Let's look to where we want to go, and then let's actually then think about how. Yeah, no, this is good. I think I need to do this. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. Well, I'm Madeline Galea. I'm Scott Sanders. Chat soon.